0: Enjoy.
1: In this hour, I really want to hear from you, because words can start to stoke the fire and the flame and the passion that become actions. And today, especially more than any other time, I believe in our nation's history, we need action. And we don't just need action, you know, symbolically. We don't just need action to make people feel good or say we feel bad about something that happened. I want to hear from you in this hour. This is your show. I want your opinions. I want your questions. I want your concerns. We don't all have to agree, but I think we can agree that we can respectfully have a dialogue that needs to be had about this issue, and that issue is guns. 8886 Leslie, 888 7543 is the number to call to tweet. Follow me on Twitter, at Leslie Marshall. Three years ago today, we woke up in horror to find that children had been murdered, and so many, at Sandy Hook, in Connecticut. It was terror. Some may say it was a terrorist attack. It certainly was horror. Today, on that third anniversary, flags in every state and throughout this nation were flying at half-staff to honor the memory of the six school staffers and the 20 children that were fatally shot at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut, three years ago. You can check online and Facebook and Twitter. You can see some of their faces and their lives that have been cut so short, these victims. The tragedy unfolded shortly after school opened on that morning three years ago, and we know now that 20-year-old Adam Lanza fatally shot his mother in their home that they shared in Newtown and then he went to the school where she once taught he was armed with a semi-automatic rifle and other armaments he shot his way into the front door and he quickly encountered the principal and the school psychologist he killed them both before continuing his rampage don hawksprung was the principal mary sherlock was the psychologist most of the students who died were first graders. I am the mother of a seven and eight year old in second grade. So you were talking five, six and seven years of age. They were in the same classroom when Lambs' store in. den. This is a man, a young man, who had once been diagnosed with Asperger syndrome. He fired more than 150 shots in less than five minutes. And when police arrived, they found the carnage. They found the shooter. He was dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. No officers fired a shot, but it was too late for those 20 children and those six adults. The school has since in the past three years been torn down, a new one is being built on the site. The shootings have prompted a very heated debate, a heated debate over gun control. As you know, there are people that say, this wouldn't have stopped it. Gun control wouldn't have stopped it. Well, maybe if the type of weaponry he used, a semi-automatic weapon, had been banned, it would have. If we don't want to blame his mother, a victim, but maybe somebody more responsible, if you know somebody has mental illness in your home, don't allow them to have access to your weapon or to have knowledge where the ammunition is kept because the gun without the bullets isn't going to do much good unless you hit somebody over the head with it to say that all of these tragedies and today we talk specifically about sandy hook as the third anniversary is today to say that the these that guns have nothing to do with this is beyond political it's offensive to those people that mourn their children and that visit their graves rather than hold them in their arms when they come home from school lanza could not have taken So many lives in the period and span of time that he did without a loaded gun and the type of gun he had. The same could be said for other mass shootings and terrorist attacks that have occurred here in the United States. There is a heated debate on gun control because this is a passionate issue, a polarizing issue, an emotional issue. Almost 100% of Americans, over 90% of Americans agree, regardless of their ideology, we need to do something. We need universal background checks. But three years after those 20 children's graves now have grass growing on them and flowers laid on them and candles and thoughts and prayers, which are lovely symbolically, but don't do a damn thing unless you get federal legislation passed and nothing has been done. Nothing has been passed in three years. So the states have to take power. And Connecticut did that. In 2013, they adopted one of the nation's strictest gun control laws. They require universal background checks for gun buyers. They limit magazine capacities to 10 rounds. And oh, by the way, do you really think our founding forefathers meant that when they were using muskets at the time the Constitution was written? And the bill added scores of assault-style weapons to their state's list of weapons that people are banned from possessing and creating a registry for dangerous weapons offenders. Connecticut continues to lead the fight for gun control. In response to the terror attack that left 14 people dead in San Bernardino, California, just recently, Connecticut Governor Daniel Malloy said he will. Donnell Malloy said he will sign an executive order banning people on federal terrorism watch lists from buying guns in his state. Gabby Giffords was a congresswoman from Arizona when she was wounded in a mass shooting that left six dead in 2011. And she has since co-founded Americans for Responsible Solutions, engaging millions of people about ways to reduce gun violence and supporting lawmakers willing to take a stand for responsible policies. This is her tweet today. Thinking of the 26 taken at Sandy Hook Elementary School three years ago today, we honor their memories through action. I lost a son in 2004 and not to murder, not to a mass shooting, not to violence, but from a terminal illness. You never recover. You never recover. It is not the natural order of things for a parent to have to bury a child now in my son's case his terminal illness was not preventable but to the children that go to school every day of every age in our nation don't we as adults need to put our differences our ideology our vitriolic vitriolic rhetoric aside and say we're going to do what is in the best interest of our children. Some of you believe arming everyone is the way. There were two armed guards at Columbine. Some of you believe it's gun-free zones that are a problem. Well, Oregon was not a gun-free zone. Not Every uh, mass attack is a gun-free zone. Keep in mind there was somebody with a gun when the Sikhs were attacked in that temple in Wisconsin. But if you have different weaponry, We saw it in Los Angeles, where the police actually did not have weapons that were as dangerous or as sophisticated as the bank robbers years ago in Northridge. The states are expanding gun rights, but I don't think enough is being done. Now, I know there are those of you out there who have guns, who are regardless of your ideology, your political party, you're fearful that we're trying to take. We, the liberals, we who support gun control, are trying to take away your guns. Nobody's trying to take away guns. We're simply saying let's make it harder for people with, or, or make it impossible for people with mental illness. Make it harder or impossible for people who perhaps are using drugs or on a a, a no fly list. Make it harder for criminals. To access guns. Wherever a gun can be bought, there should be a background check. Why isn't there a background check on ammunition? You have me buy the gun and I check out okay, but you buy the bullets and you're not okay. If you have nothing to hide. You know, when I'm at the airport and they say, open your suitcase. uh, You know, of course you get nervous like when the blue light goes on behind your car, even if you've done nothing wrong. But I know I've done nothing wrong. There's nothing in my suitcase. So I open it. There's nothing wrong. I have no problem when I take off my shoes. I'm not doing anything wrong. I've done nothing wrong. So, and I'm not going to do anything wrong. And if you're one of those people, you use your gun for self-defense, for hunting, for target, for collection, then why are you so afraid? You're not giving up your rights. You're giving access. You think to the government. No, the government knows you have a gun. They already know you have a gun. They're not coming for your gun. Or try to prevent the lenses of the future, the terrorist in the future. And you know what? You can't prevent everybody from buying a gun and somebody sane today could be nuts tomorrow. Somebody's a law-abiding citizen could break the law tomorrow. Somebody who is a peaceful person could be radicalized and become a terrorist tomorrow. We all know that. So why don't we do every possible thing we can to reduce the chances Of us having to talk about a third anniversary of 26 people dying, 20 of them being five, six, or seven years of age. Why don't we do that? What's wrong with us? What's wrong with us? Do the guns matter more than these children's lives? There's nothing we can do for the children of Sandy Hook, or is there, in their memory. Make their lives not have been as short as they were in vain. Make changes. That don't take away your guns, but maybe take away some of the guns that you have. Nobody needs an AK-47 to kill Thumper or Bambi or Flower. Nobody. And those types of weapons and those massive, high-level magazine clips are taking a huge amount of life away in seconds. Mass carnage. That's what terrorists want. That's what murderers want. Let me ask you some questions. I'm going to take a break and take your calls. Keep in mind the number eight 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 six Leslie 7543 Since the Sandy Hook massacre, an average of one American child has died every other day by a gun. Think about that. Have we as Americans dishonored the victims of Newtown by letting the NRA beat back any federal gun reform legislation? Eight 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 six Leslie. 888-653-7543. Eight, 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 we have mentioned the CBS New York Times poll, which recently showed 92% of Americans, I don't think 90% of Americans agree on anything, and 92% of Americans are in favor of universal background checks on all gun purchases. What will it take for Congress to act on a supermajority sentiment? 8886 Leslie. Do the people matter less than a lobbying organization? 8886 Leslie. 888-653-7543. Eight, 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 Why is training or certification not required nationally before the purchase of a gun? We require people to have a license to drive a car. The Second Amendment reads, quote, a well-regulated militia. Being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Wouldn't training and certification fall under well regulated? By the way, wouldn't background checks fall under well regulated? 8886 Leslie, 888 653 7543. NRA believes, some of you do too, that more good guys with guns will deter mass shootings. However, how do you know who the good guy is if you don't want the legislation and the regulation? 8886 Leslie, 888 7543. And despite now, we have as many guns as we have people, but we've had over 350 mass shootings this year. So how can you have me or anyone else buy the argument, we need to be armed, but more guns the better. We have more guns and we have more mass shootings. It's not better, it's worse. 8886 Leslie, Eight 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 six five three seven five four three. 7543. And since the Newtown massacre, the nation's four biggest gun makers have seen massive rises in profits. million is what they raked in. They make all of this money thanks to the fear-mongering, fear-mongering, Americans that say the government's trying to take away your guns. No legislation has been proposed to take away anyone's guns. So why do so many of you keep falling for these tactics? There is no little yellow man in your head Eight 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 six Leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three. And should people whose guns are used in shootings be punished for crimes committed when these weapons are are, are used, even if it wasn't them? For example, the friend, the neighbor who purchased those two AK forty sevens for one of the or for the pair of terrorists in San Bernardino, California. Eight 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 six Leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three. Follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. Quick break. Back to you after this. And we're back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Third anniversary um, of Sandy Hook and the 26 victims, 20 of which were children. Let's talk about it. What do we need to do to prevent this in the future and protect our children? I think we need more gun control. I know some of you will disagree with me on that. Let's get to the calls. We go to Leela in Los Angeles, line 2, listening on iHeartRadio. Leela, good afternoon.
2: Hi, Leslie. Um, I happen to be home today because I uh, took a day off. And I'm so happy to hear you talk about this issue. And I can't believe, since all of those kids, you know, so many times I've watched mass murdering and the shooting and the killing uh, with guns. Everybody's got a gun. And for LaPierre to walk on stage, say what he said, and the media lets him get away with it.
1: And, so- uh, and How so, how so Leela? How so? How do you think the media lets him get away with it?
2: Well, not you. No, no, no.
1: I don't. I don't mean me. I, I know when you're talking to me and you say media, it's like the other people. But I mean, what, what is? How is the media letting him get away with it?
2: They're letting him get away with it. they have been because the politicians um, and um, the reporters, they're all very careful in what they say and how they say it, and. And the other, when I say the other side, I'm talking about corporate America, people who are making money selling guns, and politicians who get a boost because they kind of stand up for our individual rights, get away with it, and enough, not enough questions are being asked by these people, you know, like, a, let's see, Tom Cruise.
1: All right, that's Lila, hold, that's that's hold that's that start, thought. Hold that start. thought. We'll come right back to you. i got to take a break. Don't go away, Lila, in L.A. All of you holding back after this. Third anniversary of the horrific massacre at Sandy Hook in Newtown, Connecticut. 26 people died, six adults. 20 of them were children. Uh, taking your calls, we were talking before the break in Los Angeles with Leela. Lila, thank you uh, for holding and welcome back. Uh, uh, please um, uh, finish up your point, and we appreciate your contribution to the program today.
2: Well, my point is that after that statement was made, it seems like um, a lot of the, uh, the, the television media, especially, I've been searching around, they've doubled down on the lies and following through with what uh, LaPierre had to say that we need more weapons, and then all around me I see that more and more people, people that I know, are buying guns and saying that, well, I have to protect myself. And I don't know how to change that. I
1: think it's horrific that this is happening Well, you're not alone. You're not alone in that. I mean, you know, when we look at these polls, I just had somebody on Twitter say they don't believe the poll. And I find it convenient how people, you know, don't Donald Trump even says things like this. You know, he only cites polls when, you know, he's doing well. He doesn't cite them when he's not. You know, it's very convenient for us. I don't even talk about cite. Of course, I'm going to cite polls because, you know, I'm pro-gun control that they're going to, you know, back up, you know, what I believe in my opinion. But citing aside, believing is a whole other thing. When you when you when you have, a, a poll that doesn't say what you like or, or, or believe it doesn't mean it isn't true you just may not be you know liking the results lila we like uh, your contribution hope you'll call us again here in la we're both in the same city appreciate your call thank you okay thank you when we finish with the call your cue to call through craig and ithaca give us a buzz back you are up next uh, let's go to daniel in phoenix line four listening on kphx uh, daniel good afternoon
3: Hi, Leslie. Uh, thank you for talking about this, because we need to talk about it, I think, as much and as often as possible. Um, I I had a conversation with a, actually a kind of a friend of mine. She's my hairdresser for 15 years, and uh, I really like her. we always been going, having, uh, you know, had a great relationship. And I want to continue that way, but when we start talking about guns, she just was repeating the same lines like I've heard a million times and I got upset and I'd like to get better at it uh, to talk to people who believe in it because one thing that I realized listening to her is that she wasn't speaking it wasn't actually her it was the NRA speaking through her or the propaganda speaking through her because every sentence she said was the same sentence I've heard i don't know how many times and it's like it's like spot on it's like taper uh, uh, recorder consciousness it's just the repetition of what what people have heard so many times been programmed into them and i you know she said at one moment she said well i i would love to have a peaceful world but i just don't see it and so on you know no i know that her isn't
1: and isn't that sad I mean, isn't yeah. isn't that sad? I mean, Hillary Clinton said, "I refuse to accept this," referring to terrorism as the new normal, and right. and even though this may be unfortunately our new normal right now, you don't. It doesn't mean you don't fight like hell to change that, to reverse that, to improve upon that. Um. And and you know, so I I I hear what you're saying. Please continue. Yeah, and
3: and you know what I realize is if I then push back in the same way, like you know, people like me, I don't own a gun. I don't believe in violence. I know that violence never really solves a problem, ultimately. It's just a temporary, you know, maybe at times uh, can be used to, to divert something. But it's not a solution, because violence doesn't suggest anything. It has no plan. It doesn't go anywhere. It just reacts. And, and, and so I, I, I realized In thinking about it, because it it got me upset for a couple days, I still feel it. Um, I realized what we need to talk about is more what we stand for, not what we react to. And that's true for the bigger picture, too. That's a very very good
1: good statement, very strong statement.
3: What what are we standing for? What do we want to see in the your future? And so if you have guns and if you believe in the whole story, then still you can talk about it in a different way. You can say, I do have the guns, I still believe that I need to defend myself, but here is what I stand for and here's what I will do when I see signs of a more peaceful world emerging, so that we have a plan that we can actually suggest something. How are we going to go from here to a different culture? Because ultimately it's what we believe in collectively. And if we all together really, uh, you know, make clear that we don't want this kind of oil, then we can even the gun owners and the ones who are against guns, they can get together and say, so how are we going to get there? Because it, it's, it's not in this repetition of the same points over and over and over again. It's never going to get us anywhere. I mean, if she says, she says, I need an assault rifle because the government may come after me. Uh, come on, can you please give me a break? But, but you know, when I react like that, then all she's going to do is get more angry and, 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 and solidify her position. So we really need to learn how to talk to these people, I think.
1: Alright, thank you. Uh, very uh, Some very good points and uh, uh, looking forward to hearing from you again, uh, Daniel. Thank you for the call. Keep Great show. Mic- thank you, Leslie. Thank you. Remember when we finish with the call, your cue to call through, pick up the phone, and join us. Let's go to Michael in the Bronx, New York, Line 1. Michael, good afternoon.
4: Hi, Leslie. How are you? Good. Excuse <laughs> the way I sound. But, you know, here we are talking about Sandy Hook. And throughout the past year, We've also talked about other gun violence um, that have occurred this year, as well as um, anniversaries. And when it was discovered that the NRA was supplying these guns, these assault weapons, to even terrorists, their lame excuse was, well, we can't do anything because it will violate due process. Now, I want to tear that lame-ass excuse up. Once and for all, because it tells me they don't give a rat's from about human life. They don't care about the victims, as it's quite um, obvious. You're going to tell me that you need a person on a no-fly list that may be unarmed. It's a bigger threat to the passengers on the plane than, someone, than that same person having a gun. It makes no doggone sense. And if you want to worry about due process, putting a person on a no fly list saying they can't fly on the plane because they deem a threat, isn't that a violation of due process? And I'm so. And the thing that gets me also, Leslie, with this due process argument is that these are the same right-wingers that didn't want any due process when it came to Muslims and when they kept saying that they killed us on 9-11. They didn't want them going through the process here. They wanted a secret process down in freaking Guantanamo Bay. And then it was saying, like, the hell with due process fry them? So this is just absolute despicable hypocrisy going on with the right-wingers. And as far as I'm concerned, it's just due they only concerned about due process when it concerns them and them only and their own profits. And when it comes to people like you and me and all the other victims and minorities, it's the hell with them. Are you also aware, Leslie, that in yesterday's Daily News, There was a special report called Merchants. Um, I had it in my hand. There was a special report called Merchants of Death. They cited, if I can give you their names, of Outdoors, Mark DeYoung, Stern Rugers, Michael Pfeiffer, Smith & Wessons, James Debney, and Freedom Group's James these are all CEOs of gun manufacturers, and they all are profiting well over a million dollars and keep increasing each and every time there's a gun massacre. Now, you asked what can be done to stop these gun uh, massacres and gun violence. You gave a couple of examples. May I add to the list? Go ahead. First off, not just going after the people. That now, now Mar- Michael, I
1: want to interrupt my, my crew. Uh, you're talking about an article in the Daily News that since the mass shooting in Newtown, uh, the nation's four biggest gun makers have raped, raked in, as we mentioned earlier, $632 million in profits. That's what you're breaking down, right?
4: Pretty much, yeah. I know it's definitely in the millions.
1: $632 million, yep. Yep,
4: absolutely, which is a hell of a lot more. So maybe I was being modest. But nonetheless, adding to your list, besides getting after the people who shouldn't have guns in the first place. The people in Congress, let's remind them, you're working for us, the people. It was the people that put you in a position. You said ninety over ninety percent want Universal background checks. They want gun safety reform yep. to alleviate this gun.
1: Yeah, and, and, Michael, there's an, exa- there's an example, okay? There is an example. Gun owners, and regardless of how people feel about guns or gun control, feel that things are out of control, so much so that 92% agree, you know what? Yeah, let's do these universal background checks. And that so po- and, and that number of people only came to that general consensus after those 24 people at Sandy Hook perished.
4: But here's where I'm going with this, Leslie, and maybe this will scare some people straight, that they know damn well they're just as much as responsible as those pulling the trigger. You people in Congress that want to align yourself with the NRA – and not listen to us, the people, But each and every massacre that occurs and each and every fatal victim, you should be held accountable to the same criminal standards as those that are pulling the trigger. So I'm calling for your arrests as well. If you don't want to do a damn thing to save a human life, then you should be facing the same consequences. Okay. And the same thing with NRA. And by the way, where the hell is Wayne LaPierre missing in action?
1: Well, I, don't, I don't honestly honestly though d- with all with all due respect Wayne LaPierre shouldn't be visible today that would be disrespectful painful and offensive I think to the to the children's parents we're going to take a break we'll be back when we finish with the call your cue to call through pick up the phone and join us 8886 leslie 8886537543 follow me on twitter at leslie marshall um the uh dv tweets uh we wouldn't have taken the proper steps by alerting authorities and at least removing all firing pins if there was no place to store the firearms and ammo away from the home i guess that's a a new thing uh, Joe says, someone steals my property, reported or not, does not make me guilty of anything. And that's with my question. Should the person who provides the gun or owns the gun be responsible if that weapon is used uh, in uh, the process uh, of the crime? Grant says, uh, tweets, uh, it's a law in every state that you have an X amount of days to report a stolen gun when noticed. Um And uh, David says, you're on vacation. Someone enter your home, takes uh, the gun, uh, and then uses it to kill should you be guilty. Again, I will say, in my opinion, my proposal would be that if your gun is used in a crime, unless it was stolen, uh, then yes, you should be held responsible. Let me give you three quick examples, okay? In Newtown, Lanza, his mother knew he was mentally ill. She allowed him to have access to the gun, knowledge of where it was, and the ammunition and access, okay? Jonesboro, Arkansas, two young kids who killed, used their grandfather's gun, which they had access to, access uh, to the ammunition. San Bernardino, neighbor, purchased the two AK-47s for the terrorist. These are just three examples. There are more. We'll be back right after this.
5: Mother, there's too many of Brother brother
4: brother There's far too many of you die
1: Springs, you dropped, too. Now, either you guys are impatient or your phones are going out. Uh, so give us a, ba- a call back, Craig in Ithaca and Howard in Palm Springs. Uh, let's go next to Mohammed in New Mexico, line one. Uh, Mohammed, good afternoon.
5: Hi, Leslie. Good afternoon. Um, I'm actually just calling uh, just to kind of highlight how kind of ridiculous it is that some people are in the country are afraid of accepting Syrian refugees for the fear that one of them might be a terrorist whereas right now there are over 30,000 deaths every year as a result of gun violence. And i just like to highlight that I think they're really focusing on the wrong issue because, obviously, it's a, it's, there's, the threat is coming from within. I mean, people are killing each other using these guns acquired by who knows where, who knows how, legally maybe not, but, I mean, they're more likely to get killed or hurt by their guns in their homes rather than they are, you know, people fleeing from war-torn countries.
1: Really good point. (laughs) Uh, Very good point. Anything else, Mohammed?
5: Yes. um, i like to ask, actually, um, any site that you use for reference as a result of gun violence, there's one that I like to go to called shootingtracker.com, which tracks gun violence from all across the country, from it has it hasn't broken down by year, so you can research 2015 and see how many people were shot and killed or just injured as a result of gun violence. And I was wondering if you had any sites that you could reference people to take a look at as well.
1: Okay, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. We're always looking... Well, w- Mark, what do we use? My crew uh, hel- help helps me, so that's a good Hi, that um, re- resource. We have so it's many. It's funny
5: that you mentioned that. I actually um, have found that tracker because I noticed other news sites like aggregating, you know, using that site. Um, one of the other ones uh, that I use is the L.A. Times. Actually, has uh, a tracker that it constantly updates. Um, so those are two of the top ones. Rolling Stone actually wrote a, a, an article um after the san bernardino shootings uh that we, we've used that too well
1: and we've used we've used that here and i've used it on television yeah, as well um, references to but that,
5: that is so. a good reference um the only problem i have with that one is sometimes when i tell people about it it doesn't have a name like that people recognize like the la times so i like to use it but i always like to have another source to back it up just in case but it is a good one to use to track so i think you're pretty safe there yeah, that's great, and and you know just spreading the word about that so people can can quantify, you know, kind of see it in their face. Because to me, you know, a mass shooting, sure, it's terrible if someone walks into a room and, and, and shoots a bunch of people. But I think it's equally as terrible if two people are killed in one state, three people are killed in another state. You know, if that all happens around the same well, time. Well, you know, I Muhammad, to, to your well.
1: point, Muhammad, to your point. A lot of people, especially those who don't want to talk about mass shootings or, or terrorist attacks uh, will point to Chicago. And Chicago is a prime example where you may not have somebody, you know, walking into a neighborhood and killing 100 people, but maybe 100 people died in that neighborhood that week or yes. that month.
5: Yeah. Just as terrible.
1: Absolutely. Again, people keep saying, we need to have more gun owners. We have more gun owners. We have more mass shootings. Uh, we have uh, more violent crime in inner cities, and then people will say, those are inner cities with strict uh, gun control. Look, we have a problem. We have a problem with violence. <laughs> there is strict gun control in nations throughout the world that don't have these problems. We need to look inward and hold up the mirror to our own selves and to our culture. Mohammed, thank you for your call. Uh, let's you. go to uh, Manny uh, in California, Line 3. Manny, good afternoon. Yeah,
4: yeah. Leslie, I agree with, with the caller about controlling our ourselves, but the violence, you know, if, if we regulate it more and put more rules, we'll have less violence.
1: Well, I, I don't agree, though, necessarily. I mean, you know what? Look, I want more gun control, but I'm not going to lie and say, if we have universal background checks, that's going to prevent a terrorist attack. That's going to prevent a mass shooting. I'm not naive or ignorant enough to to think that or to say that. But it's going gonna, gonna to help. Yeah, absolutely, that's my point. It's it, it's a preventative first step. Why can't we take that preventative first step when the masses, the masses want that, and that's the masses. We, the masses, are the bosses, the employers of those that are in Congress in Washington, in the House, in the Senate, and and they're ignoring our cries, if you will.
4: And I think that's who we need to fire. I mean, look where the NRA is today. They're in Russia. They have a conference in Russia trying to to loosen up the policy over there. I thought
1: the great. This organization here. I anything else, Manny?
4: That's it. I just test off with the people.
1: All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna go next to. Let's see, Reggie is in Georgia, line five. Reggie.
5: Uh, how you doing, Leslie? Um, yeah, I just like to say that the reason that why most average gun owners think that the U.S. government is going to come and take away all their precious little guns is because they live in fear and per- paranoia, which is being fed to them by those by the fear-mongers, whether they be on radio, TV, or the Internet itself. They're living in a fantasy world. They're living in fictional La La Land. You know, they're living in a fictional world into believing and thinking that the government is going to come and take their precious little guns away. I think the U.S. government has much more relevant, important things to worry about than their handguns and, you know, shotguns, you know, and, and their hunting rifles. You know what I mean? I mean, they're not coming to take those away from them.
3: Well, again, if you don't,
1: you know, people use and this is all over Twitter and Facebook again today. When we, you know, when we have an anniversary of any kind of a shooting of a magnitude of Sandy Hook, you know, they say Hitler took the, the Jews guns away. First of all, the, the Jews were less than one percent of the population. The majority of the Jewish households weren't gun owners. And if you have a tank come up to your house and you have 50 military personnel. Your little handgun or even your AK-47 ain't going to save your ass. That's a reality. We'll be back tomorrow.